You're listening to G4D, Grounds for Discussion, a weekly music podcast hosted by your two most caffeinated hosts, Adam and John. So sit back, relax, pour yourself a cup of coffee, and enjoy the following episode. Works. I like that, it. That works. Yeah, full you, you liked it. The coffee in your cup. Just, just a little mm. spur of the moment thing there. When was the last time you had Folgers? It's been a while. You know what? Yeah, it's 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 been quite some time. Are we already recording? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Wait, we are. Yeah. <laughs> I just <laughs> got you again. <laughs> Trickery. Yeah, yeah. You, 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 you. You. <laughs> oh man, it is as always great to be recording with you on another episode of G4D, aka Grounds for discussion. discussion. It's Adam and John. Turn your dials to brew. Whoop. I came up with that in a face in an Instagram post, and I was like, I like that. <laughs> Turn your dials to brew. Yeah, I. Yeah. I I thought I'd look cute on a hat or something, right? <laughs> it's also so you too. Like that's just something you would totally say. Oh, thank you, thank you. Yeah, and and you could get away with it too. You could say things like that, and people are like, "Oh, Adam, you're so funny and witty. <laughs> you're quirky." I, I say stuff like that. I'm, I'm like, not like other girls, lame, John. <laughs> <laughs> I'm quirky. <laughs> look at me, I'm quirky. <laughs> <laughs> I wish people could have seen that. Oh, I really, really do. Yeah, man, my hair is getting long. Uh, yeah, it is. What do, What are you planning to do with it? I uh, don't know. You, you don't know. Not getting a haircut anytime soon. Not you got kind time. of uh, a Gene Wilder and Young Frankenstein look <laughs> going on right now. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> Put the candle back in the holder. <laughs> Oh man, <laughs> that was a great movie. Oh, I love that movie so much. It's so great. For some reason, I was thinking of Doctor Strangelove when he said Young Frankenstein. I don't know why. I guess they're both in black and white. Yeah, that's true. I guess I kind of got the Peter Sellers vibe, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is you it? could do that. Yeah. Although you don't want to be Peter Sellers' character. No, I do not, because he was a Nazi. <laughs> <laughs> Although he played three characters in that, didn't he? Yeah. I still think that movie has one of the best all-time lines in any movie. Is it, gentlemen, you can't fight here. This is the war room. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love that. That's my favorite line. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's so great. Oh, man. So we are back yet again with another episode <sighs> with this time talking about two albums instead of one. Two. Two albums. Ha, ha, ha. The first album from Adrian Lenker. Did I say that right? Lenker? I, I think you did. I think, Len- yeah, Lenker. Lenker, yeah, I was yeah, right. You were right. And it's just called Songs. <laughs> and then we'll be talking about Poppy in Songs to Scream to? Is that what it's called? Songs to Scream to. The, the reading of each of those lines was completely different. The first one was like NPR level podcast. <laughs> this is NPR. We'll be talking about music to scream to from Poppy. Uh, first title, Scream. Second song, Scream. 
Third song, scream. Fourth song, scream. Sixth song, scream. And finally, to close out the set, scream. <laughs> I'm going to make a really obscure reference here. All right, but do did it. you ever watch Freakazoid as a kid? Uh, I I know of it. I don't think I've ever like sat down and watched it. It's one of those shows that you definitely can appreciate more as an adult. Was that like a WB show? It was. Okay. Um, it was from that Spielberg era of shows that he, like Amblin was involved with. And okay, so like Animaniacs and yes. uh, uh, Tiny Toons. Tiny Toons, yeah. yeah. They're bringing back Animaniacs. Yeah, I saw that. It looks really good, actually. It does look really good. Yeah. I don't have Hulu, so I'm probably going to have to crash at your place and oh, watch it here. Well, boo you, get Hulu. <laughs> No, it didn't work. <laughs> this episode sponsored by Hulu. Hulu. You're not using Netflix? Okay. <laughs> uh, I don't know why. That was just... A, you're, you're, you're on it today, I'm man. On, you I'm are well, on it today. It's because I'm drinking the highly caffeinated caffeine from Tampa St. Pete. Why I don't know where I was going. I don't know, man. I'm just, I'm feeling, I don't know, man. I'm just, Is it because the coffee hasn't hit quite yet, yet? I think it's like a combination of like, I'm tired and also the caffeine is like starting to hit a tiny bit. So I'm just like, uh, whoop, mm. like a, gotcha. It hasn't like a, quite taken hold yet. Yeah. Like, like, like when you oil a robot, like in cartoons and they're like, zoom, and then they fill them up and it's like, zoop. Well, yeah, this will definitely get you at the caffeine levels that you need to be at. Once again, if you missed our show last week, this is the Adventure Blend from Caffeine. The origin is Colombia, and the roast is Arabica. Yeah, and this fun little bag is actually uh, compostable, which is pretty cool. Compostable? Yeah, so it's environmentally friendly, and it'll dissolve into the earth one day, which is pretty cool. It's good stuff. Yeah, it smells really good too. Oh, it really does. I, you you don't even have to ask. Oh, it smells like caramel chocolate. Oh, it does. Right? It really does. Yeah. Yeah. Mmm, mm, delicious. Mm. Absolutely delicious. Yeah. No, I've been really enjoying this blend. I've been having it quite a bit at home. Thank you for giving me a bag as well. Oh, you're welcome. You're Appreciate welcome. Appreciate it. I've been going through coffee quite a bit recently. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's that time, man. It's start. It's uh, a brisk eighty degrees out in Florida. It's winter time. Get your booties and your uh, UGG boots and mittens. <laughs> well, <laughs> and, and some hot coffee. <laughs> Not necessarily in Florida. <laughs> it's just it's been raining, so it's been a little bit cool. True. It, it's but... um it's our version of snow rain. Yes, that is yeah. that's very very true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now it got got quite windy there too, thanks to that tropical storm that was off on the coast yeah there's a couple people actually i know in tampa who get a little wind no no big damage which is good and yeah i think it's blowing over right yeah I is, think that, so. is that a i'm trying to think of like a etta james song <laughs> at last it's gone <laughs> right. all right yeah yeah, yeah there you go Man. there you go that works that works yeah um mm. I, I i do have to say though with with coffee I definitely, right around this point, I definitely do like it warm over the summer. I definitely do like it cold, on ice, cold brew, what have you. I haven't tried this as a cold brew yet. I would really like to try this as a cold brew. Ooh, yeah, this would be pretty good. Mm-hmm. 
you know, you can make um, cold brew at home. It's pretty easy. You know what? You've told me this probably about 20 times over the course of our friendship, and yeah. I always forget it. Oh. And I never do it. You should do it. You try. You can do it in like a water bottle if you wanted to. Well, that's true. You told me that. Yeah, just fill up your bottle, you know, give it a little shake, shake, put it in the fridge overnight and filter through a coffee filter. You're good to go. Whoa. Actually, you have a French press too, right? So technically, you can just dump it in the French press and you can do it all in the French press if you wanted to. Wait, really? It might be a little like, you know, not not cloudy is the right word. but Muddy? A little, little muddy, yeah, just yeah. because it's using the mesh filter, but it works, yeah. Wow. That... I, I can't believe this. Mind blown. Mind blown indeed, which is which is great to know this because I actually ordered another bag of the David Lynch coffee. Did you? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I love that coffee. It's so good. That's so, like a so good. That's like a perfect, like, kind of like a drip coffee, you know? Just let it just do its thing, mm-hmm. have a giant pot of it and feeling good. Mm, yeah. I mean, that's how you're supposed to drink it, right? Through that's a giant g- pot. Right? Exactly, yeah. You just skip the whole cup phase. I drink it straight out, straight out of the Chemex. I don't even <laughs> pour it out into mugs. Oh my gosh! So before we get into the review here, I saw an article. I started getting like um, news articles like texted to my phone or whatever. It's through Apple, I guess. I liked stuff, and now it just sends me articles. But uh, one from the Huffington Post read: "This Seinfeld baby name is one of the fastest rising names for boys in the U.S., and no George way. Costanza may have a problem with that." So, John, my question to you is, what's the name? Seven? Yeah. Wow. No kidding. Yeah. That was, I was wow. I'm impressed. Well, <laughs> I've probably watched like every episode of Seinfeld, or at least the ones that are on syndication, <laughs> like 20 times over. But no kidding. Yeah, apparently. I mean. Apparently seven is the way to go. Yeah. So, uh tell your wife you gotta get some uh, baby names uh <laughs> changed on the uh documentation there yeah sure that'll go over well hey yeah. if we have another child and he happens to be a boy we can name him seven i don't know just change your your daughter's <laughs> names now to seven or just one name one to set and then the other then so you can be like seven get here and they both come okay yeah okay yeah uh still won't happen <laughs> okay but <laughs> just gotta throw it out there i i like the brainstorming no judgment. No judgment in brainstorming. <laughs> uh, good stuff. I, I did not know about that. How did I miss that? I feel like that's an article I should have seen. Right? I'm shocked. I mean, honestly, probably part of the reason why is just because there's been so much information going on about the elections right now. Ugh, so Which is over. <laughs> or so we think. <laughs> What did I just see this morning? Like the Senate wants to spend like $698 million on the Pentagon or some dumb thing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's good. Mm -hmm. Beautiful. Yeah. And COVID cases rising. Oh, that's Mm -hmm. good. Well, just just for the viewers at home, I just want to make clear, uh, John and I have been very safe with social distancing as we are now. We are six feet apart. We're recording away from each other. So don't, don't worry, folks. I sanitize the mics. Like we're we're good. We're safe. If you're wondering uh, what our PPE is here on G4D, the mugs are sterilized. 
<laughs> I take Lysol wipes to everything. Don't we worry. Have, we have good. mini masks on the microphones. <laughs> we got a mask on your mask so you can mask while you mask. <laughs> exactly. I'm surprised nobody has made that meme. I'm shocked. See, you come up with ideas like that all the time, and I'm like, you should make that a meme. I feel like, you know how, like, I, I think the best part about memes is, like, they're so, like, cheap-looking, but, yes. like, are people using, like, Photoshop to make them? Like, this expensive, like, how do you make memes? Well, I mean, there's enough editing software programs out there now, That's aside true. from Photoshop. Yeah. So. I think, what's that free one, GIMP? What? It's called GIMP. Oh. <laughs> it's a little fox. <laughs> it's not what you're thinking. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> e- easy there, Vincent Vega. <laughs> that song came on shuffle the other day, and I was like, wow, this is a good song, but also, oof. Yeah, yeah, ooh, it's right. Yeah, it's, it's the scene where, where Mia's in her apartment. She's like dancing around. You'll be a woman, girl. I think that song is creepy when Neil Diamond is not singing it. Yes, I agree with that. And you just kind of listen to the words and you're like, oh, what? (laughs) Okay. (laughs) That Uh. tends to happen with a lot of songs, though, doesn't it? (laughs) You're just like, oh, I really like that song. And then you look at the lyrics and you're like, ew. Yeah, right. Yeah, that that happens think, way often, more often than I would like, like the, to. Like, like the Pina Colada song. Yes. Yeah, that's a good one. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Here's a song about two people wanting to cheat on each other. Terrible. And then they realize that they're the, they're both cheating on each other with the person that they want to cheat on each other with. Boop! <laughs> it's like people say music is bad now, but uh, have you heard some of these like songs back in the day? Yeah. Oof. <laughs> yeah. That was on the Gardens of the Galaxy soundtrack, right? It was. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And it works well in that. Yeah. Because, you know, it's mixtape that he got from his mom and storyline. But, yeah, I don't think I've ever felt the need to listen to that song outside of like, I couldn't even tell you who sings itself. it. I, I couldn't either. It's, called, wait, it's the Pina Colada song. And it's by... Hold on. Let's see if I can pull this. Uh, let's see. If you like pina coladas. Remember that song played in Shrek? Good times. Wait, it did? Yeah, it was when Lord Farquaad picked Fiona in the mirror and it started playing. If you like pina coladas. It's like a... Oh, man. Hold on. <laughs> let's think. It, it, it's a, it, is it like Getaway or something? Yeah. <laughs> no, the song is called Escape, the Pina Colada song, and it's by... Yes. Oh, my God. Who is it? Rupert homes uh yeah i never would have gotten that yeah no no you wouldn't know so said to my lady we've been together too long i'm gonna take read a thing in the paper (laughs) i think a modern day version of the pina colada song would be hilarious (laughs) so i went on to tinder do 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 and I swiped on a girl. Do, 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 do. And then I got catfish. Do, 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 do. Oh, wow. It's my wife. Boo, 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 do. <laughs> there you go. There it is. <laughs> That's the song. It's just five seconds long. <laughs> I was catfished on Tinder. Do, do. Oh, no. It's my wife. Do, 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 do. We are both scummy people. <laughs> Guess we gotta move on with life. There you go. 
honestly, you're, I'm on you're, it today. You're, you're crushing it. See, now the coffee is really now we're now the coffee's here, and I think I'm ready to talk about these albums. Yes, I think you are. So before we dive in, oh yes, I think people need to know you brought this up off mic. We're gonna be talking about two albums that are polar opposites. Yeah, I I, I think I kind of want to do like a today's theme in G for D, and we can talk about that theme and elaborate on it. So I think today's theme is opposites. Do they attract? Sounds like an episode of Sesame Street. <laughs> Today we're going to learn about opposites. Oh, I like opposites. No, I don't like opposites. What do you mean you don't like opposites? Why don't you like opposites? Because I don't like them. <laughs> oh, opposite. There you go. You know, Elmo, some people would say that you're an opposite compared to Oscar the Grouch. Why is that? <laughs> Hi, Oscar. How you doing? <laughs> <laughs> you got to do Oscar now. You got to got to get do Oscar. Give me your best Oscar. I I don't think I could do an Oscar. No? No, oh, I don't. Come on. Just, <laughs> just like complain. Just complain. Yeah. I, I I could do that normally without doing an Oscar the Grouch voice. <laughs> hey Oscar, I live in a house. Where do you live? <laughs> oh, I live in a garbage can. <laughs> you think Oscar and Eeyore would be best friends, like from Winnie the Pooh? Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. They would get along pretty well. Yeah, I th- I I think they would, but I think at some point they'd be too alike, and then they couldn't stand each other. Mm. Yeah, I think Eeyore would get secretly jealous of Oscar's like trash can house. <laughs> Like, just secretly, like, oh, I wish I lived in a trash can. <laughs> it's better than sticks. <sighs> anyway, opposites. Opposites. They attract, some say. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Anyways, so we're going to talk about this uh, Adrian Lenker album here. <laughs> uh, yeah, so Adrian Lenker, lead singer of Big Thief. Who we saw when... With the National. Yes, they yeah. opened up for the National here right. in Florida at St. Augustine. Oh, what a show. What a show. I miss shows. I miss shows, too. Yeah. Been way too long. And so this album actually comes paired with another album. So we're talking about songs. It also came paired with instrumentals. And the thing that needs to be brought up about this album ahead of time is that this album was pretty much recorded just by herself in a cabin. Just Ooh. Lone cabin in the woods type of scenario, just except less murder. Y- yes. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, then, uh, that's that's a definitely a good thing. That's great. And this is pretty much a post breakup album here. Mm. So you're another gonna... self isolation quarantine. Yes. Kind of a trend this year. Yes. Very simple. Hmm. Um. Very melancholy. Very beautiful. And very beautiful. Yes. That is that that is right. How yeah. poetic of you, sir. Oh man, I I love this album. Yeah, I, I enjoyed so this good. quite a lot too. Her voice is just like I don't know. There's just something like I listened to it again this morning when I was waking up, and just something about her voice and the instrumentals, very calming, very soothing, and very heart wrenching too. Yes, that too. She has a track on here called "Zombie Girl," and there's some lyrics in it, basically her talking about how she wishes the person that she was in love with was still with her in her bed when she woke up in that morning. And Mm -hmm. she's just kind of imagining that and how she's just kind of going through as a quote unquote zombie girl Ah. without the person that she used to be with. Yeah. 
I really it's very very sad songs on here. Yeah, very s- somber, very beautiful guitar arrangements. The first song on the the album has this beautiful kind of guitar part that kind of bounces. I really liked. I agree with that too. Yeah. I think musically throughout the whole album, it kind of all kind of shifts right into each other. Like there's no real like peaks and valleys in a way. Yeah, it's all very the songs. Consistent. Yeah. I think I think that's good though, you know. I, oh, absolutely. I think some of the like, you know, the Big Thief discography, while very good, you know, sometimes it can just sound very generic. Like, you know, when people say the hipster sound, you know, I think Big Thief was are kind of the pioneers in that, kind of like that, you know, really good production quality, kind of you know, somber vocals and kind of instruments, kind of very simple. So I think the solo work translates more on the somber side which is like a good thing too because she kind of can you know guide her lyrics to fit the songs and such yeah i think lyrically that's this is probably one of her strongest outings that i've heard not a big thief expert by any stretch of the imagination but i'm yeah. definitely familiar with them and I, and I and i think these lyrics really really do a good job of creating vivid imagery kind of makes sense yeah and i think like you know going back a couple weeks ago when we talked about that matt berenger album um the first solo album from matt serpentine prison yeah and like kind of like how you know he did experiment on it but like you know we both were kind of underwhelmed by it because it just felt like a national record and this kind of felt like her own record you know yeah it felt absolutely. very separate from big thief and she kind of really used her strengths of where she succeeds and you know kind of writing these somber you know using her voice as the main kind of instrument to talk about some of these songs i think it really she did kind of a better job transitioning into a solo artist than matt did she had spoken about this album saying that she was almost like living in the guitar and you really mm. kind of get that closeness with the instrument here because she really relies on it as part of the storytelling, I think. Yeah, it's kind of like a like an Alanis Morissette kind of like guitar, you know, kind of base everything around the guitar and kind of put other instruments and stuff in it to complement. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, I, I think... It's a very 90s, you know, kind of like record in a way. Yes. Yeah, I was just about to say that too. With those like, you know, pop singer songwriters kind of putting out these acoustic ballad albums that are like catchy, you know, breakups. Yeah. It's it's not an album that I think I'll listen to again and again just because it's definitely an album that is pretty somber. So you yeah, have to be in the right mood for it. Definitely. It it doesn't overstay its welcome. It's like a solid like 40 minutes. You know, I, th- I think if it went on any longer, it would have been like, okay, this is kind of like, you know, wrap it up a little bit. But I think the length is perfect and it's a, it's a good Sunday morning waking up kind of album, you know? Yeah, you're absolutely right about that. It's definitely perfect for listening to in the, in the Sunday, like on a Sunday morning or even just really any kind of morning because it, like, it just has that kind of very relaxed vibe to mm-hmm. it almost and i think that even though the lyrics are really affect you at an emotional level you could definitely have it on in the background and just kind of you know have an easygoing morning yeah so i'll kind of just go right down to the bottom here because i think yeah i think we pretty much covered everything yeah this is a very simple straightforward solo album from her and i always like it when artists can do that i think one of the most famous examples and i've talked about this before on the podcast is when paul mccartney came out with his solo record after the Beatles like it was like a year afterwards which is titled McCarthy 
McCartney. Uh, McCartney, sorry. <laughs> he did not want to be on the McCarthy reports. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> and he uh, pretty much, it was very laid back at points, very almost stripped back. Some of the songs are very simple and not well, really a, that it, deep. It's his writing style, though, you know, and you kind of see where everyone had their influences in, you know? But it was still very personal. Just, yeah. Just like this album. Oh, yeah. She definitely knows how to write a good love and breakup song. Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. And you definitely feel the pain that she's going through, the sense of loss, the sense of... Yeah, I, I definitely feel the emotion in her delivery of the vocals. Yes, I do. I do. And it feels genuine. Exactly. So it's it's definitely an own it for me. I think this might end up being like on my best of the year list. It's just yeah. one of those kind of albums that, yeah, I may not listen to it as often as it's others. It's kind of like that Nick Cave album that came out last year. It was yeah. absolutely beautiful, but it's like every once in a while, I would kind of want to return to it. You know? Agreed. Yeah, completely agree. It's, yeah. it's definitely... Sometimes just that simple, straightforward kind of soul album just hits the spot. And in this case, just that raw honesty that an artist pours into that album just really can create a very memorable experience. And I think that's absolutely the case here. Sweet. All right. Well, let's jump into our next uh, topic here. Oh, you didn't have any final thoughts on this? Oh, no. Like, we pretty much covered everything. Okay. But what's your rating? I like Own It. Yeah. Own it go. Oh, good. okay. Yeah. All right. Sorry, I don't know. I can't remember if I missed it. Oh, no, no, no. It's all good. So I'm trying to think. Um, yeah. No, it's an on it. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Do you, did you get it on vinyl? I did not. You did not? Okay. Did not. You've been getting a lot of stuff on vinyl lately. So I'm a little bit, yeah. I'm surprised. Yeah. That, 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 this might be an album that might sound good on vinyl. I think it would, yeah. Even though it's not heavy on instrumentation, it probably would be nice to really hear those guitar tones on a vinyl record. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. That'd be good. Yeah, he, I'm he, thinking about. I'm thinking. So I have like a sound bar that's on the TV right now. I'm thinking about moving it to the to the record player instead. So I mm. thought it'd be, you know, because it's it's like Bluetooth. I just gotta figure out how it plugs into the record player. But just figure, try it, maybe get more louder sounds and tones and things. And that way you can compete with the loud, noisy neighbors upstairs. Oh yes, uh, <laughs> my uh, tap dancing uh, neighbor, bowling alley neighbor. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> <laughs> every five seconds well, well speaking there... of loud crashes <laughs> that uh disturb you when you're at all hours of the night let's talk about this album um, i was hoping you'd use that as a segue <laughs> friend friend of the show and uh sponsor at one point i think he, he sponsored one of our episodes uh, my friend robert told me about this artist named poppy and her latest album music to scream to <laughs> um poppy is a visual artist in every sense of the word she i think she started like on youtube first and created like this persona where she made these like eerie creepy videos where you weren't really sure what was going on and eventually she transitioned into music and it's kind of like this aggressive i i, I kind of compared it to like death grips in like the hardness and the harshness of it mm -hmm. but um this new album she wrote it's called music to scream to it's a 30 minute I guess EP, if you will. It's got six songs, each mm. called Scream with more M's on each of the screams. And yeah, it's a very haunting in a visceral way. Mm. It's very in your face and it's very noisy. And what did you think of this one? <laughs> well, Adam. Yeah. Uh, it's been it's been hard to keep it in ever since I arrived to your apartment to <laughs> record this podcast. But 
I'm I'm just gonna dive right into it. Yeah. Why the hell did you have us listen to this? <laughs> See, I, I I'm pretty sure her other stuff might be a little more accessible than this one. Yes, but, it um, is. She's kind of run the gambit with different styles. Like she's done like art pop, gum yeah. bubblegum pop. This is kind of like music. This is like she watched a racer head one night and was like, "Oh, I can make this score easily." Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's just you know it's it it's mostly noise. Yes, this is definitely a noise album. Yeah, and I'm not necessarily against noise music. I mean, it's one of those kind of genres that I have to be oh. in the right mood for to listen to. But <laughs> I don't know. There, there there's no structure to anything, which no, is kind not. of the most disappointing thing of this. I feel like she could have made it something really cool, and like if all the songs like actually flowed into each other or did something like she's got a really good concept with the scream thing. I think that's hilarious that it's got more M's. Each and track. this is supposed to be a, like a soundtrack to a graphic novel that she's putting out called Poppy's Inferno. Oh, okay. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. So I guess you got to read that and how do you, well, reading the album and tying it in with the screaming at the same time, that's going to be fun to do. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So maybe we'll, we'll try maybe another Poppy album at some <laughs> point, but, uh, if you like for a solid 30 minutes, then this is right up your alley. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I usually don't like to look at reviews ahead of time, but I was listening to it. It's like, all right, maybe I've just reached that point where, hey, I just don't get it. You know, I'm getting older. It was going to happen at some point. See, I think I, I think I get this album. Like, I get what he's trying to do, but there's no, like, structure to it. Like, if you're going to make, like, and and I really haven't listened to much noise records to begin with, but like you know when Death Grips does noise, you know, it's kind of like it flows into something, like it builds, you know, it goes somewhere, it structurally fits in with the song. Where this was just like, I feel like a lot of this music would be like in the background of another album, you know, as instruments are playing, kind of yes. thing. Yes, and. To piggyback off of that, it seems like a lot of even her diehard fans aren't a big fan of this album either. Oh, interesting. So this just seems like, you know, I kind of read some reviews and interviews, and she basically had said, like, you know, oh, I have this guitar, and I'm trying to make, like, these just weird sounds, basically. You know, I'm just, just, it just sounds like exactly that. Just, hey, I have a guitar, and I'm just going to make a bunch of noise. It sounds like David Lynch. Yeah. He was like, there was like an interview. He's like, I bought a guitar. I don't know how to play it, but I like the noises that come out of it. But with David Lynch, there's always a deeper meaning with that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like he can morph anything. You know, he's an incredible storyteller. Like this doesn't have like, you know, a story. I feel like too, you know, you said this was a part of a graphic novel, you know. So I imagine like, you know, it's going to be building tension and things like that but when your tension is all just right in front of you it'd be one you know like all the tension is there in the open like i think it'd be cool if like you know it's called scream right and it's got you know more m's on the track as it goes on like start off little you know because like scream and then you get louder towards the end you know it's got to like build to, to something you can't just throw it in all at once kind of thing you see i think you gave this album much more thought than she did (laughs) <laughs> like I I mean I I don't I don't know what her other music sounds like so I can't compare it from what I've been hearing a lot of other people like her other music more compared to this and you know we talk about it all the time we always appreciate artists mixing it up and doing something new but 
I just don't I just don't buy that that there was much more here to this album than just this desire to just make noise. Yeah, and I think that's probably why I'll give it like a it's leave it, I guess. It's one of those like if you're a huge poppy fan, I think you should definitely listen to it just to listen to it, but I'm probably not coming back to this one. <sighs> you see, I kept on going back and forth with my rating on this. I mean Hmm. How mean do I want to be? <laughs> that, you can, that's, whatever, that's, Dan. Follow no, your heart. No, you're right. You're right. I'll, I'll I'll give it a leave it because I thought at first maybe this was going to be an interesting album to listen to because the first scream track, well, actually the second scream track. So yeah, the, the first scream, one's kind of just like no, an introduction. Yeah, yeah. So the scream with two M's in it. <laughs> I thought like, okay, there's something kind of here. It wears out its welcome because it's like an eight minute track. Mm-hmm. But I definitely appreciate there was at least some kind of musicality potentially there. Yeah, like she definitely has the the capacity to do it. I think just having just noise on all the tracks when it doesn't build or do anything doesn't really do it any favors. So, yeah, it this sounds like an artist who like some artists you can do you know constant screaming and it works you know yeah. but like there's no structure to anything that yeah. she kind of did. This is this sounds like an artist who's like, well, people like it when I'm when I do things unexpected and wacky and stuff like that. But that doesn't mean you should. Yeah, or at least if you're going to do that route, like make it so it has structure. You know, there's no, it doesn't build, it doesn't go anywhere. Yeah, and and don't get me wrong, I'm not trying to say what someone can and can't do. No, no, no. It's just like when you're listening to it, though, it's just like. You know, and as part of a graphic novel, I don't know what the novel's about. So I feel like maybe in more context it would make sense, but I'm not going to come back to this probably anytime soon. Yeah, this just sounds like someone who had the ability to put out this kind of album. They thought, why not? I I'll bet it's sync- for it. I bet it sinks well with Eraserhead, though. I'm going to have to try that one day. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I think you're much better just watching Eraserhead <laughs> I know, than, I know. than doing this. Yeah, um, Mm. Yeah. Uh, I keep on going back and forth. This is tough. I'll go with a leave it as well. All right. I know it always seems like we always agree, but I, I was very, very close to giving it a trash it. Yeah. Just because I have no desire to ever go back to this ever again. <laughs> I definitely struggle to get through it. But I thought that second track at least had some interesting ideas. And if the rest of the album was like that second track, I'd, you know, hey, cool. Awesome. Yeah. But no, I just, I think sometimes... Like, when an artist decides, like, oh, you know, I've been having a lot of fun just making some weird noises and stuff like that. You got you to gotta just give me more than something like that. You just can't be weird for the sake of being weird. Yeah. Or quirky for it's the sake of It's got to make quirky. sense with what you're doing and your vision and all that. Yeah. And, and maybe there's some diehard out there that will say exactly like you're saying. like. But oh. I get it. You know, I, I tried to come with, it, with that approach, too. And I was just like, it's just, I, I need more. That's what it is. Yep. I, I, I need more too. I, I I'm not a noise expert by any stretch of the imagination either, but I can tell you one thing. There's at least more to what I'm listening to than what's been given to me this album. Yeah. So sorry. It's all good. Yeah. And speaking of more, I need more coffee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You do, man. I you finished. do. Yeah, but I mean it's, I think it was still a good discussion and like you said, opposites. Opposites. What did we learn today? Sometimes going all out doesn't work, but there can be a beautiful medium between the harshness and the pretty. 
Yeah, sometimes going a simple route and just making it about you and you alone and the experiences that you had in life can really create an album that people can connect with. And there's also more than one way to handle crisis through beauty and poetry and nice noises, or just sometimes you need the scream and get it loose. <laughs> and that's what we learned today. Yes. On Polar Opposites, the theme of today's episode. I like this theme. You might need to start including that more. I feel like we try to pick albums that have like similar, like, you know, oh, yeah. vibes going to them. So, yeah, I like this theme thing. Yeah, no, but I, I did, appre- I will say this. I always appreciate when we get to talk about like new and interesting albums, even if they don't necessarily work. I will definitely give Poppy another chance with some of her other albums. I know she was even signed. I don't know if she still is. She was signed to Mad Decent at one point too. Mm, interesting. So, yeah, I mean, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I I feel like that's a kind of artist where if we had a really big fan base, somebody would be like, "Why you don't you don't get her, man? You don't get her, man." Yeah. It's, I, that's I don't know. fun. I'll get I'll get know. I'll get her other albums. Yes. And listen maybe, to those before maybe, I make a assumption here. Maybe I'll get those. Maybe I'll get those. Yeah. I'm actually a, a friend of the show, good buddy Ryan. He actually was a noise artist as well at some point. I actually still have the CDs. Oh, wow. I'm <laughs> in curious. My, in my house. And I really liked what he did. And that was like definite noise music. Like blow out your speakers yeah. <laughs> with noise. <laughs> um, and I felt like there was more thought and creativity put into that. So I don't know, man. Just, I, I, you know what it is, Adam? It wasn't for us, mate. Yeah. Not for me, mate. mate. <laughs> I just, I don't know. I, I, I hate being negative, man. It's okay. We're, the, I the, hate the, it. It's, it's, it's a discussion. It's, you know, we were talking about it. No, you're, you're right. You know, this you're is, right. this is why we do what we do. Yeah. It's like, we usually end up talking about albums that more than likely. We like, yeah. yeah. It's nice to talk about that, but also it's fun to like, you know, discuss why something didn't work and you know yeah yeah that doesn't mean i ever want to try and listen to another eminem album ever again oh uh, yeah i'm good <laughs> and i think uh, i'm you probably agree with me this one but uh kanye west will never be mentioned on this podcast again i'm yes. i'm done no yes. more i don't no. care no i, I <laughs> he, he's I, got enough publicity <laughs> i honestly blocked him on twitter and i know that there are people who love that kind of stuff mm-hmm. like love all the craziness nope no, I'm good. I'm telling you, man, to delete Twitter off your phone. It's a godsend. And, and maybe we could have somebody on the show who could talk about Kanye for us. Nope. <laughs> nope. Oh, no, you don't? Nope. No airtime at all. But you had a friend of the show reaching out, asking to talk oh, about yeah. it. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he did. I I don't care. <laughs> I, 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 I told you about him. I was like, hey, you responded to the account. And you, I think you just ignored him, didn't you? I don't know if I ignore it. I I haven't talked to Johnny in a while. Hi, Johnny, if you're still listening to us. <laughs> yeah. um, not that I don't like Kanye West. I just, everyone talks about him. I don't need the, you know, he's got enough attention. Yeah, no, yeah. no, I, I, I've been over him. I guess when, when Kanye is president and overlord of the world, I guess, and we're all forced to talk about him, then we'll talk about him. But for now, I'm good. Like, I just imagine him being at the United Nations, like, Grabbing the mic. (laughs) Yo, Germany. (laughs) Thanks, man. I'm going to let you settle down here. But Russia had the best plan 
for building the economy of all time. Of all time. <laughs> and Putin's like, yeah, buddy, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I hope not. I hope not. I know we, you know, I don't really like to talk about my uh, political preferences on, on the podcast, personally. <laughs> not Kanye West. But definitely not Kanye West. <laughs> Never. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, Kanye stands. Oh, Absolutely not. All 20,000 of you who voted for him. Oh, it was 20,000? Yep. I knew it was going to be low. He's our Harambe of 2016. Remember Ooh. when, like, 50,000? Actually, wait. Harambe probably got more votes than Kanye. Oh, of course Harambe did, because cause he, Harambe is at least likable. Yeah, he died for our sins, man. <laughs> well, R.I.P. Harambe. The strength of that meme, man. It never died out. It never, you're right. It never did. I oh, still actually, see it every it, once in a while. Yeah, every now and then. I see a lot of like, there's like the heaven, and it's got like RBG, Harambe, Steve <laughs> Irwin. I, I hate those memes. Yeah. They're so them. in poor taste. <laughs> they really, really are. Ugh. There was one I saw. It was like Alex Trebek, and he was like talking to like three people who like recently passed. And I yeah, like, I saw no. that one too. With yeah, Chadwick Boseman. Yes, it was Chadwick oh. Boseman. Like, oh my god! Like, no, stop. You can't be serious with these. Yeah. Th- then there was I saw a lot of people saying like, oh well, now Sean Connery and Alex Trebek can do Celebrity Jeopardy up in heaven together. What? <laughs> no. No. <laughs> yes, Alex Trebek's first thing when he died of pancreatic cancer was, you know, I think I should talk to Sean Connery in heaven here and have him do Jeopardy. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. What? Ah, Trebek, great to see you here. That was more like Bane. <laughs> I was just Whatever. about to say, that was Bane if yeah. he was played by Sean Connery. <laughs> I will break the Batman <laughs> and drink martinis. <laughs> Batman deserves a slap. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> oh, man. Which I think, is there any other news, updates, things you want to promote? I think, I think I'm pretty good on my end. Uh, no, no, no. You know, I, I, I just wanted to say, you know, thank you to everybody who's been listening. And, and we've been getting some good feedback and getting a lot of good stuff from people. And good feedback, not noise feedback. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> so we always appreciate it. I, I think we have a small but mighty audience, and I'm always very happy with everybody who listens to us and gives us you know, good, good input, and we always try and take that to heart and always try and improve. I know I've said that before, but it's always appreciated. And Yeah, thanks for listening, friends. Yeah. I appreciate it. It's yeah, fun. Absolutely. We wouldn't be able to do this without you guys. Although, honestly, we would still be doing it even if we had no listeners. It's all good. <laughs> yeah. It's, you know, sometimes I, I, I talk to people and they, and, and they say like, you know, oh, all podcasts are the same. And I think the thing that we try and do is we always try and improve. We're always open to improving. So, and I, I think we have some fun things lined up. And I know I keep on saying that, but... <laughs> I, it's just like the common podcast line just to say, we got some fun things coming up. It, but but it's true, though. I, I like what we have on the docket and what's coming up very soon. So I, I always appreciate like you and I just trying to make sure that we never stop improving. That's right. Always, it's good, always keep on improving. It's good uh, philosophy. Is, isn't that a tagline of Home Depot, too? <laughs> right? It's, it is, right? Is it? Never stop improving. Ah. All right. 
Yeah, it sounds like it could be. That's kind of how the guy talks. I'm a little too. marketing guru. Ain't <laughs> that the truth? Yeah, man. So yeah. Well, I think I, that's... I don't know what's coming out. What's coming out music-wise? There's like, I mean, there's no shortage of things coming out. But I'm trying to think. Um, I don't know. We'll we'll be sure to talk about it. Um, we are on iTunes, Stitcher, Apple Music, Google Music, and g3dpodcast.com. So check us out. Yeah, I got nothing else to plug. So <laughs> let's uh let's say our cute little thing. Thanks for listening here on G Freddy. AKA Grounds for Discussion. discussion. Bye. Caffeine induced antics on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram under the username G4D underscore podcast. Drop us a line at G4D Podcast at gmail.com. If you have any music suggestions, general questions, or business inquiries, you can find our podcast on iTunes, and John and I would super appreciate if you rated and subscribed to our show. May your cup and heart always be full of coffee, good music, and cliche motivational ending sentences. Thanks.